Street Book Club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never get it up. <laughs> Literature's for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. We all just come together. There's no limit for us. Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. All right, great. Good afternoon to you, billionaires. Thanks so much for joining us here today again on the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put in a book, we absolutely will find it. Uh, I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club. A study of black wealth, a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. Well, you can pick up that book by simply going to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. Get your copy today. Now, guys, we're uh, we're getting to the end of this thing, okay? The end of the book, Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. That's what we're going to be picking up on today. And we're in the. I think today is going to be it. I think today we finished the book. Oh, man, it's one thing to start something. It's another thing to finish it. And that's what we're going to be looking like we're going to be doing here today on Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. And so this is a book that's recommended reading by, um, by none other than uh, Black Enterprise. says uh, this book should be required reading for all African-Americans truly committed to the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. Now, it's very interesting he says that because I understand that all, all African-Americans are not committed to the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. They're just not. But for everyone that is, you might want to read this book. And so we've been journeying along in this book for the past two months. Uh, and uh, let's just do a quick recap, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and get into our reading today. But we've talked about um, uh, imagination and ideas, desire, faith, uh, persistence, uh, self-worth, self-reliance, a pleasing personality, enthusiasm. Uh, we had the money talk. Uh, we talked about the three magic words, which is the right mental attitude. And uh, we're continuing along into this thing called self-discipline is what we'll be wrapping up today. And so if you have not already, uh, I do uh, recommend that you join the Black Billionaires Club because we still do deep dives into what we have discussed. Uh, and so this, matter of fact, next Tuesday, we'll be talking about faith. We'll be going into that. And, it's, and why are we doing that? Because it's not just to read it, it's to learn to apply it. It's one thing to know, it's another thing to do. And so we're, we're going back into it to say, okay, well, how do I actually apply it into my life so I can, get the I can get the most fruit, I can get a harvest from the seed that I'm planting by reading the book. And so that's why we do that. And so you guys can join us by simply joining the club. You can be a part of our Tuesday sessions for personal development. Again, that's www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. Well, let's get right into this thing tonight, today, or this afternoon. Again, our last episode going through the black, uh, our last episode of the season. That's right, we're going to call it a season. Our last episode of the season uh, for Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. There's no one, there is no end to learning. Everybody put in the console, learn. There's no end to learning. John Morton Finney is a very special man. 100 years and uh, 100 years old and the son of a former slave, he served in World War I, became fluent in six foreign languages, earned 11 degrees, taught school until he was 81, and still practices law. 
He, his it was an unquenchable thirst for knowledge that he has never abated. In his 60s, he earned, he enrolled in college all over again, earning his fourth bachelor's degree at 75. Today, he attends law school seminars with the wide-eyed eagerness of a freshman, a very humble man who insists there's nothing extraordinary about his, uh, his accomplishments. Finney reads three or four books at a time, making copious notes. In his book line study in his house, Finney is at peace as he reads Homer, Cervantes, Pericles, Dubois, Shakespeare, and Chaucer. Why does he read so desperately? I can get interested in so many things, he says. There is so much to know in this world, and it is such a pleasure for me to learn. Besides, a cultivated man would never say, I finished my education because he graduated from college. There is no end to learning. Everybody put it down, so there is no end to learning. Matter of fact, I know there's some of, some of us who are watching right now, you're, you're learning something right now. You're learning something uh, as we're talking today. And you say, man, I'm in the process of learning something new. And, 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 and as we learn, we grow. And the more that we learn, the more we earn. Because we can use what we now know to then go apply it to go make us some money. So there's no end to learning. And then by way of saying that, if there's no end to learning, there's no end to the income that we can generate. Because the more you learn, the more you can earn. In his childhood, Finney learned about his ancestors who migrated from Ethiopia to Nigeria. Enslaved and brought to America, the family was bought, sold, and separated, only to be rejoined at the Emancipation Proclamation. Finney was born in 1889 in Uniontown, Kentucky, the son of a barber. He was an inquisitive child who loved reading history and poetry. The first book he'll ever, he'd ever purchased was Webster's Dictionary. It cost 35 cents, every cent he had, but it proved to be a wise investment. When his mother died, he was sent to Missouri to live with his grandfather and continued his education. The nearest school for blacks was six miles away each day. John Finney walked that endless road past a school for whites that was only half as far. In 1914, he joined the army and served in Europe. After the war, he immediately enrolled in college and earned bachelor's degrees in mathematics, French, and history. Several years later, when, India, when Indiana began to segregate its public schools, Finney taught Greek, Latin, German, Spanish, and French at all-black Christmas Attics High School, where there were more teachers with advanced degrees than any other school in the state. Here he passed on his love of learning for learning and a demanding level for scholarship while continuing to further his education. Every semester and each summer, he would take a course. I had set this ideal, he said. No child could ask me a question that I, could, I couldn't answer or did not know how to find the answer. Soon Finney had earned master's degrees in education in French from Indiana University in 1935. He finished his first law degree, so which he would add four, to which he would add four more. Now, listen, this is in 1935. 1935, and this brother got six degrees or something like that? When asked to reveal the secrets of his lifelong pursuit of education, Finney tells the story of a bookseller who came to him seeking an order. He was white. The salesman apparently did not think too highly of Finney teaching black children, Latin and Greek. I don't believe in a black man getting a white man's education, the salesman said rather curtly. And what is a white man's education, Finney retorted. After trying to respond to his answer, answerless question, the salesman shrugged his shoulders and left. Education is education, Finney snapped. Take John Morton Finney's teaching to heart. Read widely in your chosen field. 
The public libraries are free. They offer a wide array of organized knowledge on any subject, on any subject. Now, this is interesting, billionaires, because we understand that, um, that we can choose to learn what we want in 2019. We also understand that the library is free, which most people won't go to. And it's just interesting to me that we'll spend a lot of time complaining about what we don't know or what they won't teach or what somebody else won't do, but we won't simply go to the library and say, you know what, I want to learn it, let me go learn it. Or with the new library, Google, let me go learn it. Or the advanced library, YouTube, let me go learn it. There's nothing stopping you from an education except you. That's it. They offer a wide array of organized knowledge on any subject. Attend lectures by respected authorities. Take courses if available. As the above storylines illustrates, education is a lifelong process and should only end when you do. Think deeply about what you've learned. Digest information for your subconscious to act on. But most importantly, read. I also find this very interesting, guys. We've got a class coming up, by the way. Uh, it's going to be uh, teaching about building a brand. Uh, using a free tool that you can do. Now, what I find interesting that people talk about, you know, how how you know about wanting to learn how to do better business, wanting to learn how to uh, do this thing called the internet. But then, guess what happens when we put a class together? Those same people who are talking about what they want to learn, they don't sign up for the class. And then, when the class is over, guess what they're doing? They start talking about what they wish they could learn again. It's like a it's like a crazy cycle. We sick, boss. We'll complain about something. That thing that will answer that problem comes into our peripherals and becomes available. We skip over that so we can go right back to complaining about what we don't have, what we don't know. It's an endless cycle. Stand out from the crowd. Readers are leaders. The future belongs. Maybe we're going to have two more. I mean, maybe I'm not going to finish today. I don't know. The future belongs to the dreamer. The future belongs to the dreamer. Black America, the entire world needs and is demanding a group of pioneers who have the capacity to conceive bold new plans, bold new ideas, and bold new visions. Black men and women who have the, the courage and the initiative to blaze new trails. Beware, said Emerson. When a great God lets loose a thinker on this planet, then all things are at risk. These new leaders will establish roots in every profession, the arts and education, business, politics, and religion. What you will witness will be the golden age of mankind. Banish forever the thoughts of poverty or of limit and scarcity. Poverty is not the enemy. The enemy is the man who not only believes in his own helplessness, but actually worships it. His main article of faith is that there are mammoth forces that work against him, which he cannot possibly comprehend, much less alter or direct. He expends his energies in attempting to convince others that there is nothing either he or they can do. He is an enemy because of his proximity of helplessness to hopelessness. Banish forever the idea that you must be poor. To begin with, you are never, you are never seeing poverty but the representation of an idea of lack. Both poverty and prosperity are states of mind. If you desire to erase the thought of poverty, you must occupy your mind with the thought of success. 
the thought of prosperity, the thought of achievement. You must confront the revealing truth that poverty is a lack of knowledge of who and what you really are. Remember, the secrets you uncovered in Acres of Diamonds. The story demonstrated one of the greatest secrets of life, that you have acres of diamonds within you. These diamonds within are called potential and ability. These are, there are plenty of the, these gems inside you waiting to be mined. The future will require dreamers who can put their dreams into action. Achieving men and women will know the four fundamental steps taken by all who succeed. Number one, the choice of a definite goal. The choice of a definite goal. Number two, the desire to develop sufficient power for goal attainment. Number three, a plan involving the accumulation of specialized knowledge for attaining that goal. And number four, action, which includes persistence in carrying out the plan. Four fundamental steps taken by all who succeed to achieve. If you say to the mountain, move, I guess it might move. The dreamer will succeed in the progressive age. Any person who cherishes a lofty ideal or purpose and holds fast to it will see that dream manifest into reality. This is the age that is favorable to practical visionaries. The world is no longer scoffing at the dreamer, nor calling him impractical. Instead, it beckons him to bring forth his ideas and plans and rewards him justly. If you view yourself as a failure, nothing short of a dream and action will change your circumstances. The world never forgives failure. It hungers for and worships success. It has no time for shortcomings or half-hearted approach. Though, though the achiever may have sympathy for the man who has failed, he or she will not permit another's failures to contaminate his or her own thinking. The achiever knows that it would be better for him or her to suffer loneliness and exclusion than to associate with those minds that are overrun with thoughts of failure and distress. Success requires no explanation. Everybody put that in the comments below. Success requires no explanations. Failure permits no alibis. Success requires no explanations. And failure permits no alibis. If you're trying to get a start in this world but feel unable to remove the many barriers that block your path, do not be discouraged. The obstacles that look so formidable at a distance will grow smaller and smaller as you approach your goals. Have courage and confidence in yourself, and the road will clear before you advance. Study the life stories of great men and women who from humble beginnings have cleared their pathways of obstruction. Magnify your faith, and you will minimize your obstacles. The entire science of success consists of the vigorous, persistent affirmation of your determination and ability to do that which you have set your heart upon. It consists of facing your goal, turning to neither the left nor the right, though many may tempt you while disaster threatens your every move. If your determination and persistence are easily deflected, if any persuasion can separate you from your objective, you may be sure that you are on the wrong track. If ill health or affliction holds you back, though there are numerous instances of success in spite of them, then assess your objectives. You may lack grit or initiative. Success in anything worthwhile is the result of 
wholehearted faith, tremendous persistence, and work, steady, unremitting, conscientious work. Light, half-hearted efforts in different intermittent toil has never accomplished anything, and it never will. In his classic work, the prophet Khalil Gibran says, when you work, you fulfill a part of Earth's furthest dream. Assigned to you when that dream was born, and in keeping yourself with labor, you are in truth loving life. And to love life through labor is to be intimate with life's inmost secret. Emerson says, men talk of victory as of something fortunate. Work is victory. Whatever work is done, victory is obtained. Get busy and work with all your might. There's no such thing as failure for the willing, ambitious worker. Work, which may have called a curse, which many have called a curse, is really the salvation of the race. It is the greatest educator. It is the most effective mentor. There's no other way of developing power, summoning resources, and building stamina of character. All achievement begins in thought, but ends in work. Work is the savior. Don't hide behind such silly excuses that I have no chance or no one is willing to help me or show me the way. If there's something within you, if you're worth your weight, you will make a way if you cannot find one. You belong to the world minority who live in a free society. This alone offers you the opportunity to become whatever you wish. Everybody put it on so whatever. Whatever you wish. You know what? We're just going to finish this. I'm not going to rush it. We'll just finish it. We'll just finish it. It can be done. I'm constantly asked by ambitious men and women whether I think they really have what it takes to achieve success. I think they really have what it takes. Uh, without fail, my answer is a resounding yes. Success is the most natural thing in the world, stated the philosopher and writer Albert Hubbard. The person who does not succeed has placed himself in opposition to the laws of the universe. I know you have the ability to succeed, but I don't know if you will succeed. That rests entirely with you. You can, but will you? It's one thing to possess the ability to do something distinctive, something outstanding, but doing it is a different matter. There's a tremendous surplus of unproductive ability within the ranks of mediocre. Why don't more men and women use this ability? Many of them could lead prosperous, productive lives. They have the opportunity to do so, but why don't they? You say you desire to make your life count, that you are ambitious. Then why don't you? What are you waiting for? What holds you down? Who is keeping you back? Answer these questions, and you will have taken a major step toward achievement. There is no only one answer. You. The man or woman who waits for favorable conditions or favorable circumstances will do nothing but wait. The time is running out. Now is the time for personal inventory. Now is the time to find out who you are, where you're going, and how you're going to get there. If you are not where you wish to be or what you wish to be, there's only one reason. Now is the time to find out why. Everybody put it down so now's the time. A time bomb is in your possession. It is ticking away moment by moment, bringing you closer and closer to the day when either success or failure will be written beside your name. 
The time bomb is your lifespan. How you utilize your time will determine either success or failure. Your knowledge and your ability to make the most of your time is the vital factor that determines what you will achieve on this road called life. And time waits for no one. Blacks are growing, growing, growing rich. Now's the time. Reason now with the man who understands and has achieved riches. He is proof that blacks are growing rich. Rich not only in material terms, but in all the great riches alike. He has mastered the principles of desire, mastered the principles of imagination, mastered the principles of faith, mastered the principle of persistence, mastered the principle of self-image, mastered the principle of self-reliance, mastered the principle of personality, mastered the principle of enthusiasm, mastered the principle of money, and mastered the principle of the right mental attitude and self-discipline. He now possesses all this great land has to offer. Perhaps no individual has shown more understanding of this principle in this book than George E. Johnson, founder of Johnson Products and a distinguished and a distinguished businessman. Here are highlights from a speech he delivered before a local black civic organization in his native Chicago, Illinois. No one can explain why we sometimes find ourselves in what proves to be the right place at the right time. No one at that time can accurately assess the value of being exposed to positive dynamic and creative thinking, which challenges the imagination, quickens the energy, and instills a desire to succeed. As I look back over my childhood, I realized my brothers and I were blessed, for we were never poor. We just didn't have any money. But our mother saw to it that there was never spiritual impoverishment in our home or in our lives. It is the presence of the spiritual element that provides the individual with the drive we call incentive. My life's experiences have taught me that the value of many Principles that I could that would have that I would like to emphasize. First, education. Education is paramount prerequisite for improving the lot of the individuals in the group of, that he belongs to. Black America has discovered through experience that the system does not always work in its behalf and must be changed. I agree. But I emphasize that the American system is intricate and frequently deceptive, and no one is qualified to change the system he or she does not understand. Education brings understanding. Second, be curious. Discover all that you can about yourself and this world you live in. Be curious at school and at work and in the community. Learn from others, your family, your teachers and friends. Everyone has something to offer. Everybody put in the comments, well, be curious. Third, decide what you want out of life. This is what I'm telling you this right here, this decision of what you want out of life, many people simply don't do it. Decide what you want out of life. Set your sights high and don't be afraid to dream big dreams. Some downgrade dreaming, but I don't. I know that he, he who never dreamed never had a dream come true. Strike out boldly for the things you honestly want. Approach each new problem. Not with the view of finding what, what you hope will be there, but to get to the truth, the realities you must grapple with. You may not like what you find. In that case, you're entitled to try and change it. Fourth, be ready to take advantage of all opportunities. 
Not only when opportunity, not only when opportunity knocks at the door, but be ready to knock on opportunity's door. Be different, though it's sometimes dangerous to do so. Fifth, do not hate. Hate is unproductive. It creates nothing of value and has a much more corrosive effect on the hater than the hated. And above all, have faith in yourself. Be a person of worth and know it. Believe in yourself. Hold in your consciousness a vision of the life you desire. Move through each day with a vision of yourself as strong, yet loving, flexible, yet in charge. Act as though failing was impossible. Within you are limitless possibilities waiting for birth. Go ahead. Give life to them. Yours is a grave responsibility. Each generation must pick up where the last is left off. There's no time for the weak need, indecisive, compromising, and crawling men and women. If ever we needed strength, courage, character, and determined will, determined will backed by unfaltering faith, it is now. Let me leave you with this final thought. When these principles are a part of your life, you will have developed a philosophy you can live with and one of which you can be proud. If you're in touch with your divine potential, you have wealth and power. Each of us is created to do something special with our lives. We have an individual mission and a collective contribution to make towards uplifting this world. The only limitations of life you need ever fear are those which you place on yourself. Black America, the decision is yours. You have just studied an outline that can help you walk in the light of accomplishment. In the preceding chapters, you have, expo have been exposed to success formulas that others have used to lift themselves to great heights of personal achievement. You've been introduced to the methods by which successful black men and women have learned to direct their minds and control their thoughts while performing seemingly miraculous tasks. I've shared with you that what may be merely words or great wealth and contentment, depending on how you use them, but the decision is yours. Each of us has a divine inheritance of good and a unique path to follow in life to realize that good. Your path is your path. It is particular to you. Though the general outcome of your life and your specific goals may be similar to those of others, the circumstances, the events, the obstacles you encounter will be distinctively your own. Each one of us is a unique creation in the mind of the Almighty. What's right is what is right and appropriate for you, for all that you are and all that you want to become. What's right is what is consistent with your spiritual identity, who and what you, who and what you really are. What's normal is what it takes for you to proceed on your path smoothly, confidently, and intelligently. What it requires is for you to live compatible and charitable with others and still be able to achieve your goals and work out your destiny in your own way. You are given as your, as your richest birthright the privilege of controlling your own thoughts. Therefore, treat this divine gift with the profound respect to which it is entitled. Do not allow anyone to do your thinking for you or influence your thinking in any manner except by the principles discussed here within. Learn to think for yourself and to trust your inner voice. It will guide you unfailingly. What's needed? What is needed? The crying need of the hour is humanity. 
not organizations, not legislations, but men and women, black men and women, men and women who can stand in the presence of their God and truthfully say the place I occupy does not need reform. Men and women who, who are ready and willing to bring reformation of the world into their hearts. Men and women who can say to their struggling brothers and sisters with love, follow me. We need to send this message of love throughout the world. But first, let it start with us in our community, speaking in every pulpit, every school, and engrave it in your hearts, embedded in the hearts of all mankind. Love is the answer. I'm confident that you will succeed in your efforts if you concentrate on that which you desire and persevere. And when you do succeed, because surely you will, my joy will be unbounded. Here's, a, I guess, a quote from Glame Apollinaire. Come to the edge, he said. They said we are afraid. Come to the edge, he said. They came. He pushed them, and they flew. I imagine that the author's saying, time for you to go fly. Now, this has been a wonderful journey through these 12 chapters of Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. And we've made a decision that we're going to read a book, we're going to start the book, and guess what? We finished the book. Now, we still got a little bit more to do. For those that are part of Black Business Club, you know, we're going to continue to go through this book. But we're going to be breaking down all the stuff that we read chapter by chapter just to make sure that we get it and that we apply. For those that are not part of Black Business Club, we invite you to join us so you can be a part of that um, process of getting it and applying it. One thing to read it, one thing to know it, it's another thing to do it. My question to you is, are you going to just be a hearer of the word or a doer of the word? Well, this is New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put it in the book, we absolutely will find it. And I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Business Club. We invite you to walk away from the crowd of broke, walk away from the broke, busted, disgusted, walk away from the crowd of complaint, and connect with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dream. We simply understand this motto or this slogan or this saying from, uh, from Zig Ziglar, who says this, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll have everything that you want. And we want to help enough other people. And that other people is you. Simply go to www.dblackbillionairesclub.com, www.dblackbillionairesclub.com and make a decision, decide to join the club today. Well, guys, I want you to remember this, that it takes a village, and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. We all we got. But guess what? That's more than enough. Until the next episode, Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. New black Wall Street. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now, you ain't got to leave the computer. But we encourage you to get out there.
and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street. Book club, book club. Yeah. The new Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street.